0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. (laughs) Sterner throws. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from.
1: Sterner, very confident. Going down the
0: middle. Oh, look at He's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com.
2: Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Good morning, Clint. What's up,
1: man? Everything is good. Another uh, another good weekend of football, man. It's uh, all is good. I, I, I'm having a hard time getting excited about the Super Bowl because I know it's going to be the end of the end of the uh, football season as a whole at this point in time. And now we got to wait two weeks. But man, all all is well, brother. How y'all doing?
2: We're good. Yeah, We're good. good. Uh, yeah, it's a good day for everybody who's not named Joseph Asai, who had a uh, very unfortunate lack in judgment along the sideline, just a little overly aggressive, and it cost them in a big way. And I would argue we're in overtime. It doesn't mean Kansas City wouldn't win anyway, but we are definitely going to overtime, I think, if he doesn't make that play, I think nine times out of ten at least.
1: Yeah, that, that was uh, that was a tough pill to swallow. I, look, I mean, at the end of the day, I would doubt I would, uh, Pat Mahomes would have found a way to at least get a – a, a long field goal shot there i believe at that point in time with eight seconds left they'd have had a, a long 50 plus yarder uh attempt at that point in time and so could they have gotten you know five eight more yards ten more yards maybe um but to your point it, it was clearly a, a major mistake that i don't i wouldn't say it cost them the game because i think you give that defense gave gave burrow the ball mm. twice late in that ball game in a tie ball game for chance to go down at least get a field goal and take a lead they couldn't get it done but yeah. at the end of the day that one play is going to be highlighted over and over again and i'm going to tell you you guys know the history all too well i'm not going to be a guy to sit here and uh, and hammer home on a guy about one play costing the team a game <laughs> i'm not the guy for that
2: no no, and I appreciate that, Clint. You learn, you learn from experience, don't you? Mahomes three twenty six, two touchdowns, and it's impressive considering he was not a hundred percent. Unless you're Wes Moore, and you believe that maybe he was.
0: I wouldn't say a hundred percent. I'll say he's ninety percent. Wes, what did you say earlier today? He was faking. He's a faker. I mean, he was playing it up. He's acting out there. He's running around and making plays, Clinton, Then all of a sudden, the camera's on him. He starts limping. Oh, my ankle. Oh, my my goodness. Oh, my ankle. (laughs) It it reminded me of those kids. It's so immature, but I saw you see it in kids. They'll do this, and they'll fake the injury or, or play it up for mom or dad and that's all he was doing is playing it up, and it made me sick. I knew he didn't have a high ankle sprain. We talked about it all week. I told you that ankle's not going to impact him, and he's out there running around making plays, doing the normal things, Not no limp whatsoever, and then he starts walking when the cameras are on him and, and starts, oh, my foot, my foot, and oh, how heroic he is. Well, oh, he's overcoming <laughs> all this pain. He's doing it. No, don't. I'm not buying that. Clint, my boy is feeling salty today. I, I just yeah, I lost no, respect no, for no, him. Out.
1: I'm, I'm not necessarily to, to that, to where, I'm not where West is, but I do agree to the overall gist of what he's saying. I mean, look, it's hard for me to sit there and go, boy, this guy just overcame, I mean, excruciating pain for four quarters and put the team on his back when the last play that we saw, he ran with no limp for 15 yards and got absolutely smoked out of bounds and he got up quicker than the defensive lineman did. And so it, it, is, it is difficult for me sit here and, and really lean into boy just this is one of those Michael Jordan blue
0: game <laughs> yeah.
1: type of deals as yeah. well. So I'm not quite where West is, however I, I do I do get the uh get the overall gist of what he's
2: saying. He overcomes his clown show wife and idiot brother. That's enough. Oh. I mean the fact that he can function as a human being, listen those two idiots in each year is uh is all I need to see. That's a pretty impressive performance for Burrow. The run I mean, for off? uh From they rubbed off on him. Maybe so, Wes. Maybe so.
1: Yeah. No. Look, the the impressive. I mean, it was. It was. We're talking about one of the greatest of all time. So Mm -hmm. the standard starts. The standard is through the roof, anyway. So, so I mean, when somebody goes, "Oh, he threw for three hundred yards and two touchdowns," okay. I mean, we're talking about a guy that could very easily go out there and throw for five hundred and five touchdowns. I mean, we're not talking about a ball control offense that all of a sudden exploded here. Um, but but you know, I think the impressive part of offensively what the Chiefs were able to do, were. They were able to overcome losing, and a lot of people talk about Juju Smith-Schuster as their second leading receiver. Uh, look, Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't creating any separation all year long. I don't know what the hell folks are talking about, Separ- creating separation. I think the real problem with the injuries was Kadarius Toney. Um, and, and again, not because Kadarius Toney's a receiver that can all of a sudden create create you know, a of separation, but he, he is a guy that I believe what they game plan more around, um, you know, in terms of getting him touches in the screen game. And everybody talks about the years at Florida, the SEC championship with Kadarius Toney. Everybody talks about the Kyle Fifth kid that's in Atlanta. If you watch that Florida team, what made that team go was Kadarius Toney and Dan Rollins' ability to use him in different ways, and so. Andy Reid had, had, was getting better and better and better every week of using that guy. All of a sudden, you lose him, and now you lost your Swiss Army knife, if you will, and, and now you've got to try to rely on your tight end more and Valdez-Scantlin more, and mm-hmm. that was impressive to overcome that and come out with a victory, not do anything – miraculous but but to come out with a victory was impressive to overcome that
2: Clint uh Chris Jones was incredibly disruptive throughout the day what would you have liked to have seen if anything the Bengals try to do a little bit differently to try to you know I guess negatively impact that pass rush that they were continually putting on him
1: yeah, look, I, I don't think there's anything you can do. I think if you're Cincinnati with their with their problems up front, because as as detrimental or, or as as difficult as it was for KC to overcome the couple of wide receivers they lost, I, I think the, the the craziest thing in this in this ball game was that Cincinnati was still alive in the playoffs and had a chance to win a game in the fourth quarter with their offensive line injuries that have gone on all year long, and they, they found a way to overcome it. I, I don't think there's anything they could have done, Justin. I, I think what you do is you. I think it's what, is what's makes Cincinnati so so dangerous the last two years is you go out there and go, okay, I just know my left guard or my right guard is going to whip, and I'm going to take an eight-yard loss. But I'm going to drop back again, and I'm going to bank the bank that they're going to hold on just long enough, and I'm going to gash, which they were able to do last night. They, they were able to hang in there long enough to get T. Higgins one-on-one down the sideline. They're down. They hanging in there long enough on fourth and sixth. They, they're able to, to put a – a double move, a little dig, stutter, and go type thing, which takes time, and the offensive line held up. Now everybody talks about the great catch and the balls you throw and call and all this kind of stuff, but the reality is that's how Cincinnati's won ball game. right? Two or three out of five times they get sacked, but the two or three times they don't, they rip your heart out. And so, you know that that had to be the plan going in was look, Chris Jones don't get home, Frank Clark is going to get home. These these they, they're gonna they're gonna get some some game-swinging plays, but so will we if we just keep taking shots.
0: Clint, what's the unwritten rule? How close do you have to be uh, to throwing it at the feet of a running back to not get an intentional grounding?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's uh, you know that's just one of a handful of, of judgment calls that are left in the NFL. West. I think that's the biggest thing for me is if a court – what doesn't get taken into consideration enough is – if a quarterback is being slung to the ground or if a quarterback can't step into the throw or if a quarterback's arm is being hit in any way, shape, or form or if the even if it's like the arm slot, is being blocked in any way, shape, or form or he's got to do something funky, it, it's it's very easy for what Joe Burrow did last night to happen when you look where Joe Mixon was. Uh, now now you get into whether you do it on purpose or was it – I, you know, you, we can't we can't get into that business. But at the end of the day, what I think the problem is the guy that's never stood the pocket and had somebody wrapped around his waist or in the way of his arm and never felt how that can impact a, a, a throw and where that ball may end up. Uh, I, I think is is the overall issue. I think they got they got to take a closer look at that. Of if the quarterback's being swung in any way, shape, or form, or if the arm path is being obstructed in any way, shape, or form. I think that's got to be taken into consideration some way, somehow.
2: Clint Turner joining us on the Brandon Mugen Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Let me flip over to the other game, and Clint, you've watched a lot of football. You played in a lot of football games. I've never seen more things go wrong for a team in succession than what happened with the Niners yesterday. With the quarterback situation, every penalty it seemed like was going against them at key, key points in the game when they still had a shot. You know, they they did what they could do, but I mean, that's a that would have been a one in a million shot for them to pull that out with all the adversity.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that game play out differently with Brock Purdy in the game. Now I don't know. I don't know that it would have been, you know, a different, you know, outcome. But I, I gotta believe it would have been a more competitive game, and it damn sure been more entertaining for you and me watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, look. I, here's the thing. I, I think the NFL has to look at this, and and they've got to drop the hammer. No, I'm dropping the hammer. They, 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 they've got to make. They got to force the NFL teams to carry three quarterbacks at the very least in the playoffs. With now with these expanded uh, uh, practice squads and all that kind of jazz, you can have you can have a boatload. You can have eighty some odd players in your building at one point in time. There is no reason not to have a quarterback throughout the season. Force them to retain a quarterback on the practice squad. With the with the the point being, when you get in the playoffs, every playoff roster has to have three quarterbacks on the roster. Mm. The sad thing about yesterday is that they didn't have a quarterback that could throw the football for the entire second half. Mm-hmm. So now you've got now you've got a, a, you know two quarterbacks coming into a game. You've got uh, concussion uh, awareness, if you will, for a lack of better terms, at an all-time high. Guys can be pushed out of a ball especially a quarterback, very very easily. The NFL's got to look at it and require teams to carry three at least three quarterbacks on the roster, so that so that we don't see another playoff. Another NFC champion or AFC championship game play out where they don't, where they can't throw a pass at all.
2: Clint, I want to ask you about uh, shifting gears here a little bit. Kellen Moore being dumped as the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I honestly, I was surprised. surprise. West, you're closer to it than I am, but no, yeah, it
0: was a, a shock.
2: I didn't get it. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, no, I mean, I thought they should all be gone offensively. Um, I, I think, I think the, the surprising part to me that, that in Dallas is that. Jerry appears to be doubling down on Mike McCarthy, at least at the moment. Double, but I thought Mike should have been gone, and 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 they, all offensively they should they should uh, definitely Mike and Kellen should be gone. But but they, um, in turn, they've taken and, and said, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep Mike, fire everybody else. Now, they're firing defensive coaches, and that defense was as good as anybody out there. And, and but they're gonna keep Mike, and, and I don't know Wes, you may be able to update me on it. But I mean, if if, if Mike is really the answer at the play calling. From a play-calling perspective, I, I think it's a suspect move. I, the thing is, is, is is we this staff, all the offensive minds have had more than enough time to try to get a better product out of out of Dak Prescott to try to put a product on the field offensively that that can be more consistent and go out there and play at a championship level. I just saw where another offensive lineman got named to the Pro Bowl as a, as a you know obviously he's an alternate and he got pushed in because some, because. Uh, 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 Jason, uh, Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, can't play in it. But when it's all said and done, you got eight plus Pro Bowlers on that team, man. I mean, you you've got to be you got to be better offensively than, than what they. Let's let's say this: you got to be more consistent offensively because they were they were good at times, but they got to be they got to be more consistent offensively. And I, I think Kellen Moore should have gone, not necessarily for you know the reason that most people are fired, because I mean you can't argue the points and the, and the, the production that they got throughout the season, <clears throat> but I think it's about getting the most out of Dak Prescott. and I don't know if Kellen Ford's got
0: to do that. that. Bingo, you hit it. And you and I talked last week, uh, and that's why I was in favor of letting McCarthy go bring in Sean Payton. you got to fix Dak. There's something wrong with Dak. Uh, he can't be making some of the decisions, forcing throws, the number of throws that he's forcing. you you got to change the way he plays the game, and instead of going that route, McCarthy won the power struggle he is staying, and you got Kellen Moore leaving, so now it's up to McCarthy, and whoever he brings in as his – and by the way, the quarterback coach was fired too. Well, that's
2: what I was going to point out. No. Like, how much difference would Nussmeier have made if they had replaced him and kept the offensive coordinator? Apparently they
0: felt like not enough, and so they're going to bring in some other guys. McCarthy's going to call plays, and it's on him now to fix Dak.
2: And they could fire him when it doesn't go well, but they'll miss out. they will have missed out on Peyton.
1: Well, I'm telling you guys, the guy they ought to go get is Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach out of Philly. He's actually a, he's a quarterback at Baytown League, so I know him. I know him well, but he was at Mississippi State with Dak. He was at Florida with, that, with Kadarius Tony and Pitts and that crew with Dan Mullen, and now he's the Eagles quarterback coach. I mean, he's been right there in the middle of, of wrapping an offense around an athletic quarterback. He knows Dak. They've had a ton of success with Dak. That, that's the guy they should go get and, and bring into Dallas if you're going to keep McCarthy as the the, the major offensive mind there. Clint, we've got to run. we
2: got a lot of time to break down the Super Bowl. we got three calls with you between now and then, so we will hold off on that portion. But thanks for the recap on the championship games and your thoughts on the Cowboys. We will talk to you Friday.
1: You got it, brother. Y'all be good. Go home.
2: All right, thanks to Clint Sterner. And-